What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 86 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my co-host slash producer slash basically does everything besides host this podcast, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? Uh, I think we're trapped in the longest minute of this show ever. <laughs> <laughs> that count, the pre-show countdown just kept on resetting on us. Yeah, it's so weird, but here we are. Yeah. We we yeah. pushed through it. You know, we are we survived, survivors. Yeah, we survived game of the year. Uh, we survived yeah. the longest minute. Yep. Uh, we're here. To yeah, talk. I think I think we're unkillable. Yeah, we 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 might be. I don't want to test it, but <laughs> let's just say we are. All right. So yeah, let's. You want to let's uh, give a little foreshadowing. We're gonna be talking about acquisitions which i feel like is becoming a weekly occurrence yeah <laughs> on, on this show but before we get into that uh let's talk about the fact that Blau and i are both available to be acquired by either company i honestly don't care uh i i feel like i'm cheap i feel like i can host whatever you know uh podcast you have going on listen major nelson seems like a great guy but his time has passed let's bring in <laughs> Yeah, it's Rob. The young, fresh blood, yeah. you know, us in our 30s, yeah. the young. Yeah, I think I have more grays than, than Major Nelson does, Larry Herb does, but no, let's go ahead and talk about what we've been playing. So, I haven't been playing all that much, <laughs> so this should be a pretty quick week as far as that's concerned. I, you know, work, a lot of stuff happened at the last month with like we got hit with snow i know you guys got hit somewhat recently we yeah. got hit snow earlier in the month and it was right when the kids were going back to school and so my kids missed a bunch of school so i get to work and i'm like way behind uh, on uh on some cases that i need to draft and, and and get out the door so luckily i got all that done able to get you know back into some gaming but when i don't have a ton of time i don't like to play new stuff you know because i like to when something releases and it's new i like to sit down try to blitz through it and truth be told there weren't many new releases outside of pokemon which i think you'll talk about mm-hmm. um but i finally got some time and i ended up just falling into the same old habits i played a lot of smite again recently uh played a lot I, of apex again recently but playing I halo saw, i saw you play something and i had to like double check um you were playing some overwatch oh my god yeah i'm playing i've been playing overwatch again which is so... Listen, you know what it is? I... It's a Microsoft was, fanboy in you? You're just like, <laughs> no. it's, it's a Microsoft property now. <laughs> I was watching a streamer and they switched over to Overwatch and they hadn't played Overwatch in a while. And I was like, you know what? This game is like fun to look at. And I remember it actually feeling good to play as far as control-wise. I just got frustrated with the, like the game modes. Yeah. You know, the game modes are just not my favorite type. You know, not not necessarily my cup of tea. Also, I think the move after playing it again, I think the move to be it being a five on five with only one tank is gonna be great for it because right now battles take forever. You know, mm-hmm. um, fights take forever because and you kind of live or die by your tank in a current. Is it? Um, do they have restrictions in place right now, or is it yes. just any five? No, it's, oh, so uh, or any six. But yeah, it's roll queue. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's roll queue. Okay. I think there's open queue as well with no restrictions, but we've been doing roll queue. And so that's been that's been fun. But that's not what I want to talk about. What I do want to talk about is uh, Kenna Bridge of Shad- Bridge of Spirits. I always want to say Bridge of Shadows. Bridge of Spirits. That'll be the sick title for a sequel. Yeah. I I finished it. I don't think there's going to be a sequel. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how you do a sequel to that game. 
Um, I won't spoil it here. This is a game of the year. We don't spoil stuff normally. But I enjoyed my time with it. I mean, I definitely think that it would not make a top, it does, it's not a top 10 game of last year. I stand by my statements that the gameplay is kind of stuck in the past in a, in a lot of ways. Um, but I don't know. It's weird because it's very pretty. It's the the rot, the little creatures that are in the game are very cute. It almost gives off the impression of like a game meant for kids or a younger audience. But I'm telling you, I had less trouble with some Bloodborne bosses than I did with some of the bosses in, in this game. And so I don't I don't know, it's weird. But I, I I mean that game is absolutely gorgeous. I had a good time. And I think if it's on sale at some point, I think everybody should give it a try. You know? Yeah. But um no, but yeah, definitely. that's that's all I've been playing. That's all I have, you know, worth mentioning this week. What about you, Bilal? Uh I'll do my weekly Gloomhaven update. Uh, we played. We played last night uh, and had I think some really funny moments throughout. I think we put two of them up on Instagram. Uh, we unlocked. So we've been playing this game. Uh, you know, we've had our cards. We're leveling up, unlocking new abilities uh, to use and things. We finished this mission yesterday and we unlocked the Enchantress, who allows us to like upgrade our cards, uh, which are have our abilities on them and like modify them so like we can add like poison to our aoe attacks or like extra damage or different status ailments and it kind of like opens up the game in a way we didn't expect uh at all and so i'm really excited to see where that all goes only problem is uh are those enchant those enchantments cost a lot of money and the game is very stingy unless you're ng uh with giving you money uh Guy already had 60 gold while the rest of us have like one or two and he lands on the chest and gets himself 20 gold. Um, so he's just, I, he's just hoarding it all. I heard uh, Elon Musk is now accepting Gloomhaven gold as payment for Tesla's and that's how he was able to get his. Um, you, you know, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of yeah. sense. Um, no, but uh, th that's been going great. We, it, it, it's funny, like, the game, in the game, you play as a band of mercenaries that come together to do these quests. Um, and in the beginning, we kind of were just like, you know, you feel like misfits try, barely scripting by. But the last two or three campaign missions we've done, we kind of like really worked it. Like in synergy, just, yeah, it's, a bit, it's still challenging, but like everything's been like working out well and we kind of feel like a team. And so uh, it, it's been really fun to see all that explore, uh, uh, you know, grow and uh, see where that all takes us. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And I, I, what I'm really curious is uh, in Gloomhaven, each character has their own main mission. It's like a character mission. And once you complete that, that character gets retired and you unlock a new class that you level up again. <laughs> um and so, like, we're, and from what I've heard is, like, these new classes have um, really strong abilities. Like, really, uh -huh. some of them really game-changing. So, uh, we should be hitting that point soon. So, really excited to see where that goes. But I think the highlight of my weekend was Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, my God. I have never been in love with a Pokemon game as much as I am with this. That's awesome. I, yeah. you know... 
I've sang the praises of Gamefly and yeah. as a service on this podcast many times, but this is one of those situations where it kind of bites me in the butt. So Gamefly, depending on your membership plan, has a feature if you're one of the higher tiers, which of course I am, uh, <laughs> that allows you to game lock a game. So as long as you send a game back about a week before the game's released, you'll get the game sent to you on day of release. I sent a game back during the time period, but, and this isn't Gamefly's fault, actually. This is USPS's fault. I've had this happen before, where for whatever reason, they just don't scan it in right away. And so by the time they actually scanned it in, Gamefly sent it to me, but it didn't receive until, I didn't receive it until this morning. And so I actually this afternoon, and so I didn't get a chance to play any at all. I also promised my son that he would have first crack at it. And before we started this podcast, he was sitting over there playing it. Actually, he might still be playing it. Um, <laughs> he, um, you know, that USPS employee saw it, was like, you know, I, I could probably take this home for two to three days. And, <laughs> and uh, reseal it. And reseal it, send, yeah. send it back. <laughs> you, uh, you, know, you know how it works. Luckily, Gamefly envelopes don't say what game's inside them on the outside. So I don't know if he's willing to roll the dice. Um, yeah. I hope he enjoyed WarioWare, <laughs> get it together or whatever that, <laughs> oh God, uh, that did not get favorable mentions by you last week on the game of the year podcast. <laughs> no, no, it did not. Yeah. Um, all right. So I forget when, I think it was earlier in January, you're, you started Kenna Bridge of Spirits and you called it the best P like a really good PS2 game. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is gameplay. That is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, <laughs> that seems like, to be what I've heard. It it's so uh, backstory. You start the game off, and your character has kind of been isekai'd into this the Hisui region of um, uh, the Pokemon world, uh, which is like the which is becomes the Sinnoh region from uh, Diamond and Pearl. Uh, so you know. You're on your phone, You next thing you know, Arceus is talking to you, and you fall through like a space-time rift, and this uh, Professor Le Leventon uh, finds you, and you know, there's three starter Pokemons, you help him catch them, uh, it introduces you to an open world, uh, right from the get-go, and you have, the Professor gives you Pokeballs, teaches you how to throw and catch them, and I don't know if it's I don't know if this game does. It's a lot of fun to play, but yeah. I think the most refreshing part about Pokemon uh, Legends is it's not that same battered, repeated formula of going. Yeah. Character starter Pokemon, go go through this town. Oh, collect your first bugs in this first forest, and then go to the gym and you know go beat the Elite Four. Like I'm I was I was sick and tired of that back in like um, Ruby and Sapphire. Uh, and like I fell off the series, you know, I tried, I picked up Sword and Shield, it was the same thing, and Sword yeah. and Shield was really easy, but the fun part about Sword and Shield for me was, like, when you're investigating the lore behind, like, the two legendaries in that game, mm -hmm. like, it's it's where Pokemon builds up their lore, where I, I, I think the series gets its most interesting. Yeah, I mean, what was it, like, uh, oh, man, what was the, it was... The Sapphire remake that they released a few years ago. Alpha and... Yeah. yeah. Alpha, and... Alpha and Omega. Omega, yeah. Ruby, Alpha. Yeah. I want to... 
But yeah, the I mean the most fun part of that game is the lore that's in the Delta episode after you actually beat the Elite Four, you know, yeah. and then you're dealing with this with these like environmental terrorists, you know. I know you as a Final Fantasy Seven <laughs> super fan loves the environmental terrorists, but uh, that was not the direction I thought you were gonna go with that. Oh, okay. Well, uh, and so yeah. Uh, that's usually, I mean, honestly, that's a lot of times where the best part of those games lies. Is, yeah. Is in the outside of the typical Pokemon stuff. Yeah. Typical yeah. Pokemon formula. Yeah. So, like, you arrive in a world where Pokeballs have just been invented. Uh, and so they change the animation. So, like, now when you catch something, the ball shakes once, and then yeah. either Pokemon will pop out, or if you catch it, fireworks fire up the top. And so uh, I kind of missed the three, the three jiggle animation from uh the handheld days just because like there's always that anticipation i hate I that i hate I, it i would always hold like i don't know if it ever worked or not it was that rumor back in the day with red and blue if you hold like down b or down it, a it, it does not work it it, it doesn't but no. like i would always do it no yeah. matter what pokemon game i played i would hold those buttons down yeah. um because there's 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 a chance no one scientifically proved it didn't oh, work yeah, okay sure yeah you're yeah. right you're yeah. right. I take it back. Okay. It does work. 100% it does work. Time. Yes. <laughs> and so, and, and so, you, there's, te- there's this galaxy squad team. I forget. There's something galaxy uh, in this town right near the beach where you land. And they're there to survey Pokemon, understand them better. Um, Pokemon are very dangerous creatures in this world. And the game really does a good job at portraying that because when you are out in the wild, there's like it's kind of like an MMO. You got your like your docile uh, critters. You got your you know ones that if you get too close they might be provoked. And you got your ones that are just like they're gonna kick your ass. <laughs> they're just high level alpha uh-huh. Pokemon with glowing red eyes uh, that you should run from because they're way over leveled and you have no chance of taking them out. And so and you're you're tasked with. Uh, if you're going to stay in this town to capture three Pokemon because nobody's captured three Pokemon before. Uh, and so you, you do that and then uh, and then like you, you, jo- you joined the survey corps and I was like, man, this is about to be like Attack on Titan. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's really interesting. So like you're, you're then um, slotted to go out and explore more about Pokemon and because there's like the space time, the space time rifts opening up. Uh, there's like these blessed um, Sinnoh creatures. Like so, everyone knows Arceus exists, but they they refer to him like as a god. Um, but and then he's like blessed certain Pokemon with like uh, his ability or something, and so they're treated and respected. They each have their wardens, and those Pokemon are going like they're called they're saying frenzied. They're like glowing yellow. There's like boss fights against them where you're like actually dodging their attacks engaging them in battle uh it, it's it's very active uh and, and i think that's what i really like about it what uh, is, cr- yeah what yeah. is the actual world structure of this game because i i think i heard that similar to monster like, hunter monster world hunter. yeah yeah monster hunter world is the best way i would describe it so you you had the town which is like a hub and yeah. then when you go to the gates uh you get to select the region and from in the regions, there's like little camps that you can set up. And mm-hmm. so the camps themselves, uh, you, you know, they either unlock as the story progresses or you do side quests and you unlock the, uh, unlock those um, extra so, uh, tents, the, so you, base camps, I think they're, they're called. 
So you are going off to basically close off regions and completing yes. your, your quests and stuff like that. Yeah. And and the okay. region the region like I'll say this about the regions, they're like they're nothing special to write home about. They're mm. they vary definitely. Um there's cra there's a crafting element to this game, like you can craft your own Pokeballs, uh you get recipes from ha <laughs> helping enemies, you get plants and whatnot to craft medicine. And it's tough because like the the Pokemon in the wilds, they hit hard. Like you're not uh, even if you're like twenty levels over something, you might not one shot it. Uh, yeah. Which, which I find it to be a bit weird, um, but it's so much fun because like there's a like you're filling out your decks to like your Pokedex has like this star uh, mechanic, which is uh, your rank in the Survey Corps. And so as you fill out your decks, you capture more Pokemon. Uh, you have you uh, level up your ranking in the I the Survey Corps, and then you can take on higher level story missions because uh, that's like they're like gated between like how much you uh, have done and so filling out the decks is actually it's not just like catching the pokemon it's catching uh, each pokemon has different qualities so when you pull up the decks it could be like catch this pokemon defeat this pokemon um defeat it with like a, a uh, air type move or feed it a berry catch it unseen and so like each the number of times you do it so you'll get points. And once you get 10 points um, in that Pokedex entry, you unlock the Pokedex uh, entry for that Pokemon. And so sometimes it pays off to just keep catching the same Pokemon over and over again. Uh, but like there are different ways you can play and no matter what you do, your Pokemon level up from it that are in your party. And so, uh, it, it, there's, so you can play however you really want, which I found to be really neat uh, in it. I think the one complaint I have is after you hit a certain point, um, you just kind of, you're kind of going in the story from frenzied monster to frenzied monster um, for like eight chapters in a row, and you're kind of like, is this the gameplay loop now? Is this this what I'm doing? Um, w w it's not the worst, but I hope it changes it up a bit before the end. I managed to put. 12 to 13 hours into it over the weekend which oh, is okay yeah. which, which is saying a lot yeah. because like yeah. that's that's not normal for me yeah uh and I, i've i've had a great time with it uh oh, that's awesome it, it, it's all it's all single player so there's no multiplayer mechanic to it mm. um but yeah I, I i'm singing its praises like i said it's the world is a, a bit barren and empty uh there's pokemon there there's lots to do i'm fine but it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna get like the best graphics out of this or anything. Yeah, it's, right. I, I, I think, I think graphics-wise, performance-wise, it's fine. There's a little bit chugging uh, here and there. I played it both handheld and uh, docked. I think it looks fine for what it is. Uh, but I, I, I can't like if my work week wasn't so busy, I probably would have finished it by today. Uh, with the main story, at least. Uh, the end game. There's, there's a big end game to this. There's a ton of side quests, and I think. This game does side quests right, where by doing so you unlock a lot of a, a lot of things that are helpful. So like there's a shop owner, uh, by doing his side quest you unlock more items into your shop. Uh, by helping certain people you get recipes to help craft. Uh, there's a there's a little farm where you can plant berries that you can use to craft or you know lure Pokemon. It it's very well thought out, and if this is like the beginning of the future of Pokemon. I can't wait to see what comes next.
Yeah, I was going to say, it's cool to see them evolve on the formula. I mean, they can continue to release their, like, mainstream yeah. typical Pokemon games. But and they to will. Be able to, yeah, so. and to be able to branch off and, and do different genres with these characters. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this before. Pokemon Unite is a, a great My First MOBA, you know? Yeah. And so there's plenty they can do with these characters that everybody loves. And I'm excited to see that. I'm, I'm excited to get my hands on it and play it. Uh, like I said, I told my son he'd get first crack at it. And so basically I'll be playing at like when he's in school. So yeah. <laughs> I'll see yeah. when I can actually get my hands on it. On my uh, one advice, you see a Pokemon with red eyes, just keep a distance. Keep all right. Distance. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and get into the news. Oh, we're going to start it off with the biggest story uh, this week. and that uh, Second is... biggest story. Okay. It is the biggest story. Second biggest. Sony acquired Bungie in a $3.6 billion deal. Now, this is this acquisition obviously is not on the scale of the Xbox Activision acquisition or even the Xbox Bethesda acquisition when we're talking about, you know, actual yeah. size of studio. It's different from developers to, you know, publishers. Those those acquisitions are publishers. What this is most in line with is this is similar to what Sony has already been doing, just probably the, you know, not probably the biggest one to date. And it's very similar. It reminds me of Microsoft acquiring Mojang, right? Yeah. Where they, Bungie is going to continue to uh, be multi-platform at least. So the wording here is, is, is tricky, right? Uh, they came out and they said that Bungie will remain a multi-platform studio and that they their statement was, we will continue to independently publish and creatively develop our games. We will continue to drive one unified Bungie community. Our games will continue to be where our community is wherever they choose to play, which I think seems really clear that any future titles that they release are also going to come out across different platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I, I'm I'm still I'm I'm iffy on Destiny three. Like I feel like that might be a PS five PC lock. My, here's here's what my guess is. I mean, there's mm-hmm. many. I I think I messaged you. You mentioned me the article. Obviously, yeah. I had already seen it, but I, I responded to you right away, and I had said yeah. this one is kind of a weird one. It right? is it really. It uh, I think it makes sense if. You are, I think it makes sense to keep Destiny and any future Destinies multi-platform because yeah. you, you have built that player base. Um, I think the potential for them to release, you know, on a side team, an exclusive FPS for Sony makes sense. Even if you don't release an exclusive, I think if the rumors about Sony kind of releasing their own version of Game Pass it makes sense to have a a bungee and have that selling point of like yeah listen these games are on other platforms as well but you get them as part of the subscription yeah. i think that makes a ton of sense i think bungee fills a hole in their lineup that they you know i mean if i asked you what is sony missing from their staple right now it would be first person shooters it would be live service games you yeah. know actually online games in general so I mean, sony is very singularly focused yeah. not, not singularly but very much focused and uh, aligned with the identity of being third-person narrative-based games. And I believe that Herman Holst actually was the one who came out and said, like, you know, this is what, that's what we do, but we are also acquiring Bungie because 
they have the expertise in live service games and, yes. and, and building and, the infrastructure for that kind of stuff. And yeah. that's where we want to go with some of our other titles as well. So, um, yeah, and I think it's come out since then that Sony has plans to release 10 live service games between now and 2026. Okay. I think that I think that includes like Twisted Metal and uh, The Last of Us multiplayer mode for Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't only imagine what the others are in that. But uh, like, I, I get it. If they're bringing on Bungie for that expertise, 100% makes sense. Because I don't think there's been a team that has created a live service game that has gone through the ups and downs that Bungie has and yeah. learn the lessons that they have. Something that has been so expansive where they had to start cutting content yeah. from uh, early on, from reacting to what the player base wants, knowing how to handle end game, uh, what, what's, you know, what do players do week to week, you know, like keep getting it episodic. And let, I'll, I'll be the first person to tell you, like I had the collector's edition of the Witch Queen um, pre-order. Like I, I kind of emailed a reminder of that, but I'll tell you straight up, like, I, I, there's a lot of times where I'm not happy with like the direction of uh, Destiny 2 just mm-hmm. because I, it, it becomes such a grind at times. Like they don't yeah. get it right. But when it, but like, and, and the one thing that worries me is the reason Destiny 2 is always so much fun to go back to is because the shooting and the gameplay feels yes. fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you can ha- you can bring them in to do the live server stuff, but if those games don't feel good, if that loot, if the gameplay isn't well where friends can go to just be social and hang out and have fun then like i i don't know if this acquisition lands as powerfully like yeah i i think it's too early to tell and there's no reason why Mm -hmm. they can't also that expertise that they have in the actual making of the games and the way that the games feel can't be utilized by sony's other studios as well i i also thought it was weird for bungie to get acquired after being owned by Microsoft, leaving Microsoft because they want to be independent. Then going to Activision. Going to Activision and then leaving Activision and actually like essentially buying themselves out because they want to be independent again. It wasn't until I saw the line about them wanting to take their properties, Bungie, uh, I mean, Destiny, and, and any future properties and making it multimedia. Right? Yeah. And it makes a ton of sense because Sony is 100% going that direction. We've got the Uncharted movie. Uncharted movie. We've got The Last of Us TV show in in production right now. Uh, They had already started doing this. We had that Ratchet and Clank animated movie that was better than Hattie Wright's movie. I liked it. Wasn't it like panned (laughs) by critics? No, I don't think so. I think it's probably got like a 60 on Rotten Tomato. That's not terrible. Really? so they are already moving in this direction. And so it makes, oof, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> what, what's it got, a, 20, a 21? Oh, maybe it was panned. I liked it. I think it's whatever. You know, it's very much just like this telling of this first story. Anyway, I, uh, like they've already been doing that. And so it, it makes a ton of sense. And I actually think the Destiny makes a ton of sense as like a series, you know? Granted, yes a lot of things would have to be changed. That story is convoluted as, you know, as stories get. And, but I think the world is there and the characters are there. I think you could do something in the setting of Destiny. And so that, that makes a, a ton of sense to me. 
I don't think you, you saw some reaction on social media. I don't think this is actually that big of a deal in the long run, uh, just because they are, if they're, if they're true to the words, they are remaining multi-platform and their games are still going to come everywhere. Um, I don't know. This is an interesting one. You know, it's not as like insane. And obviously it's not, you know, we're talking about something that was purchased at a fraction of the price, even at, you know, $4 billion is a fraction of the price of what Microsoft paid for Activision. I think it'll be interesting to see where this, where this goes. Mm-hmm. I, and the more I read about what their intentions were and stuff like that, the more I was like, okay, sure. It, it makes a little, it makes some sense, you know, especially I, with I, that, yeah. that infrastructure and that, uh, that idea that they're going to help with building live service games. But I just didn't think they were worth 3.6 billion, man. Uh, maybe I like it's it's kind of crazy. It's it's crazy what like how fast a billion dollars became the norm. You know, like yeah. I think what Star Wars was uh, four billion when Disney bought it. Mm, something like that. Yeah, it's something like and it's just like I remember like even winning like. A couple uh, something being worth a hundred million used to be huge, and now it's just like hundred million is nothing. It's like you're you're broke if you got a hundred million, um, in, in terms of a company. So, uh, I'm I'm very cu- I'm very curious. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you think that Bungie and Destiny is worth as much as Star Wars? No, like it's kind of yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of crazy. But I wonder but- what. The inflation rate is a yeah. big Star Wars court yeah. nowadays. Um, um, no, but I, I, you know, if this is good for Bungie at the end of the day, and uh, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's, uh, I, like I said, I think the best thing uh, about yeah. Sony's acquisitions lately is that you can see that they are very much, and this is, I think been known for a while that their studios work with each other off often and, and share expertise, whether it be engine work or, you know, gameplay design, stuff like that. Narrative design, like they communicate and it feels like every studio they've acquired recently has been either like a support studio, uh, a remake studio or something like Bungie where they do have that expertise. So it does seem like they're acquiring studios more for, what they can help on the back end necessarily than what they're releasing on a regular cadence, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what what comes of this. And apparently, Bungie already has a game, a next game like in in development. Development, yeah. And so we'll see we'll see what comes of that, and if it actually does get released on everything, we'll also see yeah. what happens in like four or five years when. Activision is pitting only Call of Duty only on Xbox and stuff like that. We'll see if Bungie <laughs> remains multi-platform I, I, at that point. I, I, I do wonder if that happens with Call of Duty. Um, I, I, I think what I would love to see with Microsoft and... Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at this chat right now. <laughs> um, well, I would uh, love to see from like Microsoft's handling of Activision is like, you give you give a franchise time to breed or, or just give it like the Ubisoft 
tale of like, hey, you got like three years of support before we put out a sequel to this and just iterate on that. I'm never looking over a chat in the middle of a podcast ever again. <laughs> Next story. Viral word game Wordle purchased by New York Times for low seven figures. The biggest acquisition of the week. I'm telling you, people were upset in all my chats. My friend's chat, my guy's chat, my cousin's chat. I mean, people that don't care about video games were like, F the New York Times. I can is, tell is, you, is the I can tell you that the mood towards Wordle has switched. Like, New York, like, good for Josh Wardle, the creator of Wordle, got low seven figures, deserves it. 100%. Dude, set for life. But, like, you knew this was going to happen, but it sucks. Because, like, you know this is going to eventually end up behind the paywall, and no one's going to play it then. The five minutes of doing a Wordle every day at midnight, the greatest moments of my day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Let's just see what he wrote. Since launching Wordle, I've been in awe of the response and the game has gotten bigger than I ever imagined. On the flip side, it has been a little overwhelming. I am just one person and it is important to me that as Wordle grows, it continues to provide a great experience to everybody. Um, So the New York Times spokesperson said that the company doesn't have set plans for the game's future. At this time, we're focused on creating added value to our existing audience while also introducing our existing games to an all-new audience that has demonstrated their love for word games. Right now, the game will be free to play. I mean, they're very clearly, they're, they're being very smart with using stuff like right now, at the time, yeah, no set plans for future. Like, it, it, I, I think at some point, yes, this goes behind a paywall. But let me just go out there and say that, that I think... Wordle is uh, is a, a, an okay game. I don't think it. I think it's insane that it is as big as it is, and that people get obsessed with it. I think that it is incredibly easy, and I think that it's even easier because most people don't play this game properly and cheat. And so, uh, Bilal, I think why, you're why a cheater. You, why I think you're you a cheat? cheater. <laughs> I think you're a cheater. Let me ask why? you something. Yeah. When you when you put in a word. The first mm-hmm. line, right? I play hard mode. Okay. They're not cheating. Thank you. Yeah. You're fine. Yes. Yeah. People who don't play and, and use, don't use letters that lit up in their next words are cheating. It, it's wrong. It, yes. Okay? 100%. You are cheating. Where's the fun in that? Like, there is very clearly, there's a, just like a Rubik's Cube, there's a formula out there you can find right now that will guarantee you the win for Wordle every time. Just do that because you're essentially doing the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I, uh, I, I got today's in two. Nice. I was, I was very proud nice. of myself. Somebody on my timeline got it in one, and I was like, "What kind of sorcery is this?" No, what kind of messed up person it is to guess that word as their first one? Oh, really? I don't know what the word is, so we won't we won't say okay. it. Okay. Uh, because I didn't play today. I literally I play. I play like once every two weeks or so. I, I, I will know what say- it is. I play, I get it, and then I'm like, you keep it. You keep it to yourself. Oh yeah, keep it to myself. Yeah, yeah. I don't. No. I don't no, no, post. I, uh, actually, people posting is kind of why I don't play it every day. I I, I can I see, get that. I see I, people posting. I can, and I'm t- just like, <laughs> I can I can tell you I'm a, I'm part of that problem. But like, oh, it, it's, just in, it's, it's in text chats. But like, what happens is uh, at midnight, like everyone just happens to be awake, and so then I get like the midnight text, yeah. like, and then I wake up in the morning, and then I get like the morning text that everyone completing their portal. 
I yeah, I don't know. Good for this guy. Good for yeah. Wordle fans. Good for New York Times. I mean, me and my cousin are sitting here talking about it. We're like, this this game probably took him half a day to code. Yeah, and I mean, like, good for him. Like, yeah, I, 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 I'm not gonna shit on him. He thought of something yeah. great, and like, honestly, it's that share mechanic, like that share mechanic is so ingeniously well, done because yes. it one anyone that's not aware of it starts questioning like hey what are these squares i'm seeing yeah everywhere? exactly yes. then they get pulled in and then they yep. want to be part of it and, and like i said it is yeah. it is fairly simple i think yeah. most people can be successful every single time i know i have a hundred percent win rate and yeah. so I, I yeah and so i i understand the allure of it and stuff uh i just don't think that it is I, I just can't. I I think it might be a little bit of a flash in the pan. So good on oh, him for getting out now while he can I, make bank off I, of it. I I expect as soon as this goes over to the New York Times or probably even before we get to mm -hmm. March, this thing is like dying out. Yep. But who knows? I mean, people play the crosswords all the time, and I don't know a single person who <laughs> does yeah. it. So yeah. I mean, it's like what was the was it Drawful where it got bought out or like CBS oh, yeah. did the yeah. uh, Drawful show and then nothing came of it because that game died out in two weeks. Um, all right. What's your just out of curiosity? What's your starting word? Do we want to say our starting word? I can actually mine. Mine's yeah. biome. Oh, okay. That's an yeah. interesting one. Yeah, I mean, you, you get, get three the, vowels in there, so that's that's good. That's good, but you also get the yeah. B and the M, which I feel yeah. like if you can get a B and an M, which uh, ended up helping me today with it. Um, oh, spoilers! And, <laughs> I mean, if you knew I got it in two, you knew biome really helped yeah. me set up for victory there. Um, it it was it, when you get to B and M, it really helps narrow down uh, what they're what it is. Yeah, but there's been like I think it, the word has not worked for me a lot this past week where like I had like four days where my first answer was nothing and I was yeah. like great <laughs> yeah but I think that's good because then like you said because you have three vowels yeah. I think it makes it easier for your second word right yeah 100% and so no I I use I use taser because I get Ooh. and I get common letters and so I get you know t-a-s-e-r right you're just out and here so, playing wheel of fortune <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh no that's what is that as r-s-t-l-n-e is that what that will yeah i think it's something like that yeah uh but yeah i think i i like i said i play like every two weeks or something like that or mm -hmm. once a week maybe and so i only have like six games mm -hmm. is it uh when you were watching daredevil by any chance okay first off <laughs> i don't love daredevil i just don't think it's as bad as everybody says i think it's actually a decent movie <laughs> Anyway, let's let's just get on to the next bit of news. Okay, uh, th there's there's a reason I put this on here. Okay, um, you, you can read it. And I'll tell you as you go. Okay, so Razer noted, you know, uh, accessory maker for PCs and actually PC maker because they have the Razer Blade laptops has released a new Hello Kitty line. They had already. They've done a bunch of crossover lines. They have a Halo Infinite line that's out there that's actually pretty slick, although a little bit too like in your face Halo. Uh, I think this Hello Kitty is also a little bit too in your face Hello Kitty. But I think the big standout would be the Hello Kitty Razer Kraken Bluetooth headset, which is basically a spin on their already kind of popular 
cat ear headphones, except now these the ears are those of Hello Kitty and her her pink bow. So why did you add this? Because I was going to get you these as a gag. And then I quickly realized you probably would never wear them and you just give them to your daughter. And then I stopped stopped right. myself. No, well, that's on you because I would wear nothing but those on stream. Are you kidding me? Hmm. I have no shame. This this might be, I might have to reevaluate this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who knows? Maybe I'd wear it. I'd probably wear it on stream for the first like five times until my wife was like, look, you gotta, you gotta stop. (laughs) My mother called. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so, could you imagine? I've got this beard going on, and I've got those Hello Kitty ears. Anyway, hey, listen. I think Razer makes quality accessories, and I think that's cool. I think they actually look really good. Before we started this podcast, I was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw somebody on there post a video of the the ears, uh, the the ears, the headset. And I think it actually looks really, really good. It looks super clean. It it does. I think they they did a good job. I don't love the design of the rest of the Hello Kitty accessories. Like I said, I think it is. the mouse pad. I think, yeah, that mouse pad's not bad. I think the mouse is god awful. Yeah, Um, too many rainbows on that one. And and also the the chair is. is The the chair is great. Oh, it's a nightmare. Come on, come on, man. No, if uh, I if I was I, in Japan, I, I, if, if I was a single listen, man in Japan, that would be my chair. If it was just the front, I think I'd be fine. But the the design, of the, uh, I'm I'm good. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> All right. Next bit of news: Dark Souls PvP servers are taken offline to fix a dangerous exploit. Yeah, now this is, this is also this also is relevant because we have Elden Ring coming up, and people had looked into the files during that technical test, and it turns out that that same issue was present in the Elden Ring files and the server they were using. And so, um, the exploit can give a bad actor control over someone's computer. An yeah. RCE allows hackers to run malicious code, and an instance of this played out in action on the Grim Sleeper's Twitch cha- uh, stream of Dark Souls 3 on Friday. Now, my understanding is that this had been discovered and they had attempted to inform bandai namco about this and inform from about this exploit and they got no response and actually it wasn't until when they didn't get the response is when they actually went ahead and and showed this on the twitch stream to try to get it out there and and since that point it's been taken down um yeah no that's that's rough. I mean, it's it really, bad. It, 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 yeah, and so I mean, because like it, you're just trying to play Dark Souls. Life's hard enough. Yeah, and then, true. Then, then someone shows in, kills you, and next thing you know, your computer's mining crypto <laughs> and sending or, it to someone or, else's wallet. Or yeah, or there's a keylogger on there. <laughs> yeah, and got all your passwords. You know, uh, bad times. It's 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 brutal. But you know, it, it's it's I don't know. It's interesting because on one hand, I'm like, well. If they had just listened to these people, they could have taken care of this beforehand and it wouldn't have been, you know, as public facing as it is now. But on the mm-hmm. other hand, like how many emails and how many, you know, messages do companies like this get from people when they're nothing, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, I don't know. It's tough. I, but I feel like you got to like look up someone on LinkedIn that's part of the team and be like, hey, <laughs> listen. Yeah. <laughs> like- yeah. Also, Also, it just has to be like there are certain things that you have to at least look into, right? Yeah. Like, hey, an exploit that gives over control of someone's computer, that's one of those things where even if it's fake, it's like, all right, well, 
we wasted, you know, a few hours looking into this or whatever, better safe than sorry. Like, like I can tell you, I, I'm guessing it's different in the video game world, but like in an IT, in, in IT enterprise world, uh, over the winter break, there was that log for um, J exploit that was discovered. Uh, and I could tell you the very next day, I was looking at my work phone, even though it was on leave, and I saw the vulnerability team already flagging every single website uh, mm -hmm. that exploit uh, was on. And, and so uh, I'm guessing it's not as cut and dry in video game space of like who you would even contact, or even if that team even still exists, the person that knows that code is there at the company still. So it, it, it's interesting. Um, I, I can see why it might have gone under the radar. Um, all right, next story. Now, this actually isn't the, the biggest story, but it's worth mentioning because I am a vocal fan of Dead by Daylight here on the podcast. Dead by Daylight's next season is all about Saw with new Jigsaw lore. So Dead by Daylight already has crossovers in the form of um, famous horror movies, you know, specifically slasher movies. And so the pig has been in the game for a while now from Saul, and so has survivor David Tapp. Now, this season allows them to unlock new cosmetics for these characters, and it also adds lore. The Dead by Daylight, for those who don't know, they have a like challenges section that gets you extra blood points, which is the currency to level up characters in game, and it's called the Tome. And so this season's tome is based around saw and giving the spotlight to these two characters and so you know it's not the biggest news in the world it's not the same as them bringing in a new character uh, a new killer famous killer and stuff like that but it is interesting nonetheless okay. uh, before we, another thing i was doing before this podcast is i was watching a streamer that i went to high school with he came over from Facebook. He's streaming on Twitch now, and he streams a lot of Dead by Daylight. He almost exclusively streams horror games, and so he was streaming some Dead by Daylight beforehand. And they've they continue to put a lot of work into that game. the The biggest thing is they are releasing remodels of all the characters, so they look like modern video game video game characters instead of the very <laughs> ugly models they originally had. Because the original models were very low budget, and you could tell that this was a smaller team. Yeah, they were uh, definitely a small team. Yeah. I remember their booth at New York Comic Con every yep. year. But yeah. uh, now that they this game has found some success and they're making money, they are putting it back into the game, and that's that's great to see. Next bit of news. Mortal Kombat Talking movie. about trash movie. Mortal <laughs> Kombat movie fun? earns a sequel. Moon Knight writer to pen the script. Not much to say about this except for the fact that New Line has hired, hired Jeremy Slater, head writer on the upcoming TV series Moon Knight, to write the project. Uh, I'm excited about this. I mean, yeah, the movie's not a cinematic masterpiece, yeah. but I had fun with it. Like, so, so I will say this. I have interviewed Jeremy Slater uh, at New York Comic Con in the past for, uh, he did the TV series The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. Most underrated horror show on television. Like, if you have a Hulu account, check it out because it's very well done and it, uh, it doesn't, it just didn't get the viewership to go past season two, but uh, very good. And so the fact that he's doing Moon Knight for Marvel uh, makes me feel 
a lot better as well that, that he's taking over for Mortal Kombat. Like, I think we'll get something very solid out of him uh, in this. He's a very smart guy. Uh, so I, I just think that first movie had great action and they just need they just need a better script. Maybe yeah. maybe not use... I don't know what to do with Cole Young. Um, maybe like that actor is great. He's great in fights. Just I make his character more interesting. <laughs> I don't. I didn't. Mind, I didn't mind Cole Young. Yeah. I didn't mind Cole Young. I yeah. think it's fine. Uh, that was a perfect at home HBO yes. Max yes. pandemic movie. A hundred. But I. But we went to the theater and watched it, and I turned to my wife after. I was like, we should have watched it at home. <laughs> <laughs> but those fights were so brutal. It was so good. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got, you know, we talked about Overwatch earlier today. Blizzard announces brand new survival game set in new universe. I think, and I understand, right? So, uh, Blizzard Entertainment, the home of StarCraft, World of Warcraft, Diablo, and Overwatch, is making a brand new survival game for PC and console, the developer announced Tuesday. Uh, they stated that Blizzard is embarking on our next quest. We are going on a journey to a whole new universe home to a brand new survival game for PC and console. A place full of heroes we have yet to meet, stories yet to be told, and adventures yet to be lived. A vast realm of possibility waiting to be explored. Now, I understand that one of the reasons that you make an announcement like this is because you are trying to build out the team. And so it is kind of a recruiting tool of sorts, and you're trying to get people to come over and work on this project. But as a fan of Blizzard and, and, their, and some of their games, I think it's really weird to be announcing another game when all the games you've had in the pipeline are continuing, continually delayed, like just constantly delayed. And you haven't released anything like really new since mm, like that vanilla World last? of Warcraft remake release diablo 2 remake yeah Desert yeah Diablo, Desert. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which and wasn't so, very well received <laughs> it's it's so strange to have so diablo nice. 4 be delayed as much as it's been delayed overwatch 2 mia um yeah i don't know it's it's very very interesting choice to to announce this yeah 2016 overwatch i i think like, i think where is it Diablo Immortal. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know. It's rough. I think this is one of those things where you make an announcement like this in a blog post after giving updates on the titles that people are, have been waiting for. Yeah. But. I, I mean, I'm excited to see a Blizzard take on a survival game. It's always been a genre I've been interested in, but never stick with for too long. Yeah, I, um, I, I just, I've tried so many different survival games, and yeah, they just don't click with me. The one that clicks with me the most is actually um, Grounded, and that's like the only one so far that I have found myself wanting to go back to and putting significant time into. That just I got the Into the Woods update, didn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, um, I have tried to play Minecraft so many times. I've tried to get into, I think I downloaded, uh, what's the one? Something in the dark, Alone in the Dark? No, what's it called? Alone in the Dark? Is no, that, um, no the, I know what you're talking about. They're like Skinny Tim, Kid. Yeah, they're like Tim Burton-esque. Yeah, God. 
Mm. I've played this too. It was like a PS Plus game a while back. Mm. They added a co-op to it. They did. They did add the co-op to it. I don't know. Anyway, I yeah, that just shows you how disinterested I am in survival games. Don't starve. There you go. Yeah, don't Thank starve. You, Chad. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I just they just don't. They're like fun for a little bit. You know what my problem is? Is that my problem is I wish these games, and maybe I just haven't given some of them. Maybe some of them do have this, and I haven't given it enough time. But I just wish these games had a little bit more focus. I wish you didn't have yes. to find your own fun, you know? Mm -hmm. And actually, we're going to be talking about <laughs> a game later that seems to be introducing, you know, that originally was one of those find your own fun type games and seems to be introducing more focused content, which I think yeah. is, a, is a huge plus. And, you know, we'll get to that. But let's first get to some, I don't know, this is kind of big news. So Valve Steam Deck is officially set to launch on February 25th. The first units will ship three days later. Valve Can I tell Deck you that I am very much dreading this release? Why? Because if the reviews and people oh. are raving about it, yeah. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. a part of me is like, I hope it's just like the first generation Apple Watch where people are I like, or the AirPods, where people are like, ah, oh, it's cool, but if it just had a little bit more of this or that, or they changed this, it'd be really good. Uh, and th that's what that's what I'm hoping. But deep down, I I have this gut feeling it's gonna be like everybody wants one, and I might, and I know I'm not gonna be able to stop myself from going to eBay and just being like, I, send it to me. <laughs> I I hope it's amazing, because then I will want a second generation, a third generation of this. Yeah, you know, um, but. I don't know if I want to wait that long. <laughs> you have, uh, you can just get a laptop or you you figure it out. Yeah, get right. Laptops I mean, are, listen, I, I, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm the last person to stop you from making a terrible decision uh, purchase wise. So, so, yeah, so. So, 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 so let me, let me paint some background on this. Uh, my wife's paternity, no, not paternity, her maternity leave ends mm -hmm. on Wednesday. Uh, she goes back to work Wednesday next week. Uh -huh. And so what we are doing is we're going to my parents uh, during the work week. And, and so we'll be we'll leave in the morning, we work there, and then we come back home. Um, I don't have access to my consoles. And so, like, you know, sometimes you just want to slip in. Like, mm -hmm. I'll have my Switch, and the Switch mm -hmm. lineup is kind of weak. And mm -hmm. so it's like, that's why I was talking to you about the Series S. And I was like, Series S would be a nice thing to have there. I could bring the expansion the memory card yeah and i'll be i'll be fine yep um just take it back and forth yeah just take it back and forth and, and, and no problem uh i got 4k tv there it's not an oled but I'll, who cares it's a series s um but having the steam deck is just the portability just seems so nice i saw another thing was like i am a bit of a graphic snub as well and maybe maybe i would feel like get a series s and i'm like what if i just want another series x instead <laughs> no uh, I'm and, and so I, I think you would be fine yeah and then i got like then i looked into the razor laptops let's see uh, and those are just like two to three grand yeah and it's just like that's and the, and the one you want is like 3500 so ex exactly and it's just like that's way too much yeah i mean well i mean we'll see maybe you know you've, you've sold me on on allowing you to buy a steam deck tell me uh, i said you can go ahead and buy one <laughs> Rob said it was okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of which, my wife, God bless her soul, man. 
uh, the fact that she lets me do this week after week. Uh-huh. Uh, God bless her soul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Next story. So with going from the Steam Deck having an official launch, we have a report that Suicide, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has reportedly been delayed to 2023. Uh, go, go this is according to Bloomberg. And so uh, they, they, you know, Jason Schreier, of course, out of Bloomberg, stated that Warner Media has quietly delayed a video game based on Suicide Squad comic books until 2023. Several other big video game projects for Warner Brothers have also been pushed back. Titles based on Harry Potter, Batman, and a Lego version of Star Wars were all planned for 2021, but slid this year due to production problems caused by the pandemic. This is kind of a bummer. Because I am I'm really excited about this game. Mostly I'm excited because I want to play with the next Rocksteady game. I mean, that's what's yeah. driving me on this more than anything. I mean, don't I get me mean, wrong. I love Suicide Squad. Um, I love, you know, this looks like a third-person action shooter. Uh, I actually dabbled, uh, you know, not to go back to our first segment where we play, and I actually got played a, a little bit of uh, Outriders again. Uh-huh. Um but uh, do you feel wrong cutting it where you did in the Game of the Year podcast? No, I think it's right. Yeah. But uh, I did have a good time still. That game is insane. I forgot how insane yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was looking forward to this. And I mean, I've been watching Peacemaker on uh, HBO Max. I don't know if you you watched any of it. I haven't like, started it yet. I'm going to. Oh, dude. You got to start it. Yeah, it's, I know. I know. I need to I, finish I, Doom Patrol's latest season first. And then okay. I'll, I haven't I'll started that one. But it was just like. You know, Peacemaker was in that latest uh, Suicide Squad movie, and it was just yeah. like it got me back in the mood. And I was like, I was like, I, I was looking forward to this even more, and just seeing this news. It's just it sucks because like the last Rocksteady game was what Arkham Knight, when yes. Jen was back on the podcast. It's been a long <laughs> yeah, yeah. time. Yeah, that's and, true. And, 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 and poor Jen, like I was like, hey Jen, you want to review Arkham Knight? Like I'll get you a copy of the game, and I got yeah. her the PC copy of the game, which was absolutely broken. <laughs> uh. Yeah, no, this is a huge bummer, man. I, yeah. I like, the, listen, I think we're very open-minded to delays, honestly. Both of yeah. us agree that if it needs to be delayed, it needs to be delayed. You know, let's get it right the first time. 2015. But that doesn't mean that it's any less of a bummer, you know? I was yeah. really looking forward to that this year. I'm kind of glad that we didn't do our fantasy league. <laughs> uh, because I 100% probably would have ended up drafting that game, knowing my luck. You had the even the year the last time we did it. You had bad luck with a lot of your games getting yeah. delayed out of the year. I mean, I think it was like more than half of the games I picked got delayed out of that year. <laughs> I, I, I think we got to like June, and you're like, uh, "That's it. I'm, I'm not yep. tracking this anymore." Yeah, some of them still haven't released <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so next, we got up. Sega leaves the Japanese arcade business for this hurts. Good. I mean, yeah, it hurts because it's one of those things where the arcade feels, will still be there. But, yes, and it yeah. feels synonymous. Like Sega feels synonymous with Japanese arcades, and but I don't know. The reality is, is that arcades just aren't what they were. Um, and anymore. the pandemic, and the pandemic shut them down yeah. even worse. Like last time I went to Japan in 2019, the first night we got there, my we got a pizza. Uh, my wife was tired. She wanted to sleep. I was like, okay, I'm not tired. I walked to Akihabara and went to the Sega arcades and just spent two, three hours there. It, like, 
to me they're like a staple landmark in in japan and like yeah that's, you go. that's yeah see that's yeah. what i'm saying is that it does feel like the end of an mm -hmm. era yeah um, and, and it wasn't even just like playing the games you could just walk around and look at the prizes or other people playing it like uh, and just seeing like the sega logo there it's just like this nice warm inviting uh, <laughs> uh it, 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 you know, if you're a gamer and into anime, you always want to go to Japan. It's just like, it's just one of those things that mm -hmm. was on the list to do. And I, I'm going to miss it. Well, I, ho I, hope, I hope that feeling at, is still there. At least you got to get it done, you know? Yeah. All right. On to more positive news. Coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. These are games coming. I know that some of them actually technically are supposed to release on the third but they were actually released today so we have uh contrast and dreamscaper are both available right now on xbox game pass i always wanted to uh play contrast so this is, this I, is cool that i'll get a chance Dreamsca so, <laughs> dreamscaper looks interesting did you look into this at all i haven't i played contrast it was one of the first ps4 playstation plus games uh -huh. it's really weird to see this coming out on the xbox uh now um it well, was i mean Microsoft it, owns that developer now, and so who's the developer that, behind? This? That's Compulsion Games. It's the same ones that we did that did We Happy Few. Oh wow, okay, yeah, yeah it it was fine. I if I recall, the trophies were really easy to get, so it might be a, 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 easy <laughs> easy a thousand. A thousand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, all right, interesting. Uh, yeah, I looked at Dreamscaper today. I think this is releasing day and date actually, um, and so it's a. It's built as an endlessly replayable action roguelike with a waking, dreaming gameplay cycle. By night, delve deep into your subconscious, facing nightmares in an ever-changing world filled with unique items, abilities, and challenges. By day, explore the city of Red Haven, build relationships, and unlock permanent upgrades to take on the next dream stronger than ever. So we're getting a roguelike. I think that, uh... oh, it, did it release on Steam back in August? Looks like it Switch had a launch trailer for it back in 20 August it's last August, year. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's finally, I think it's oh. day, and, day and date on Xbox for its Xbox release, I should say. And so, Lo I don't know. It, cool. Yeah, it looks cool. I just wonder how it plays. And yeah. so, uh, Telling Lies, which is an investigative thriller game. I also think that that's an FMV game. And oh. it's directed by the creator Sam of Barlow. Her Story. Yeah. Yes. And so, uh, I'll probably give that a shot. I love Her Story. I remember playing through Her Story on my iPod, or I think it was an iPod, uh, and then I showed it to my wife, and then she uh -huh. sat down for two hours and played through the entire thing with me <laughs> sitting next to her. Uh, so this might actually be something that I showed to her, because uh, I know she really liked that game. Okay, we have Besiege coming February 10th, which is a physics building game. We have Crossfire X coming February 10th. So the single player. Yes. Campaign. So uh, the other game is the other game called Crossfire X as well, or just Crossfire? And Crossfire X is the single-player component to it. Well, there's two single-player campaigns because this is the one created by Remedy. There's another one as well. Uh, but I don't know if that one's... Because the, the multiplayer is free-to-play. It's free-to-play, yep. Yeah. But I I remember reading the IGN article about the hands-on preview for this. Yeah. It does not sound great. Oh, okay. That's not a bummer. not good at all. Maybe I'll have to play it on stream then. That makes me want to play it on stream. <laughs> Edge of Eternity is coming February 10th. Skull, the Hero Slayer, is coming February 10th. Oh. The oh. Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom coming February 10th. Ark Ultimate Survival Edition coming February 14th. Infernax coming February 14th. 
Then we have some DLC updates. As you mentioned, Grounded Into the Wood is uh, available now. Microsoft Flight Simulator World Update 7, Australia, is available now. I checked out and, the trailer for that. It looks... That game still blows my mind, the technology behind it, how they do the real world, real live streaming data. It's crazy. That trailer is nuts. And now while Game Pass is absolutely fantastic and I think one of the best services in gaming, it constantly giveth, but sometimes it taketh as well. And the games leaving this month, February 15th, are Control, Code Vein, Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, The Medium, Project Winter, and The Falconeer. Honestly, all those games that are leaving are, are solid to very good games. And I so. was, I looked at uh, The Medium, and I was like, I need to play through The Medium, and I was like, do I? Do yeah, I need to play through The Medium? You probably don't. Um, I like it, I like it, but I also then, understand that it's not the best game. And then I was like, I, I need to buy Final Fantasy XII, Zodiac Age, and I was like, wait, I want it on the Switch. What's wrong with me? <laughs> But no, if, like, if, if there's one game on here that you haven't played, Control. Play through Control. Oh, yeah, you got, absolutely. You got I, 12 to 13 days, depending on when you're listening to this. I am um, actually playing back through Control right now. Um, yeah. I didn't mention it because it's a game I already played a beat. But I never played any of the DLC. And then that uh, Game of the Year edition mm-hmm. or Director's Cup, what was it? It was the Game of the Year edition? I think so. Ultimate edition? I don't know. Whatever it was. The one that came out. For next and, gen consoles, and for yeah. next gen consoles, and so I ended up buying that one, and when it was on sale, and uh, I'm playing through that again now. That game is awesome, and it's very pretty on the new consoles. I really enjoyed that game, and the story kind of fell flat for me at the end. Oh <laughs> really? Eh, I can kind of yeah. see that. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I was, it was building up so nicely, and then the game just kind of ends, and I was like, "Wait, I want more." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. I had talked about this, I foreshadowed this earlier in the podcast. Sea of Thieves will be adding new content in 2022. Uh, on Thursday, developer Rare released an overall overview video that explains how the next year of updates for the game will unfold. Two big new storytelling features are coming to the game, Adventures and Mysteries. Um, alongside the existing seasons, the three updates will define the next year for Sea of Thieves. So Adventures are story-driven live events that occur monthly, and they will usually last for two weeks. Uh, Mike Chapman, creative director, said, it's an idea of what we experience, of what experience we can build. The idea is that each adventure is a chapter in an episodic, epic story that is always unfolding. I think for something like Sea of Thieves, having a story-driven, mm-hmm. having story-driven content that is episodic, that keeps people coming and checking in you know, that only lasts for two months, two weeks each month. I think that's genius for a live service game like this. This is this is what it's needed for yes. me since the beginning. Um now they have they have dabbled with some some content like this, some storytelling like this in the past, but I'm hoping that this is more more focused. Now, mysteries are a parallel narrative that will run alongside adventures. They're meant to they're meant to unravel slowly over the course of months, and there will be hints revealed both in game and out of game. Um, the first one will be a good old-fashioned murder mystery, <laughs> where and a beloved in-game character will be the victim. Uh, and mysteries, Rare says that mysteries are actually going to be more flexible in the sense that they're going to be paying attention to what players are doing and if they are, you know, uh, and whether or not they're solving puzzles or getting lost along the way. And 
Chapman actually said the advantage of using out of game elements is that it makes the world feel like it doesn't have the boundaries of just the game. It feels like the world exists off the screen. So tonally, what you're doing outside of game, how that feeds back to the theme of mystery needs to be uh, complementary. We're not going to throw in a mechanic that wouldn't even make sense in the Sea of Thieves world. And so, I, I mean, listen. Sea of Thieves feels like Rainbow Six Siege, right? Where I, I got to hear this. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> where these games came out, and people could see the potential there, but they yeah. were a little bit flat and they just weren't fully fleshed out. But because they've been supported and they weren't given up on right, right away, they've evolved in, in, into these big, satisfying, fantastic experience. And so it just goes to show you that when you have a solid foundation, that pinning the right amount of care and, and pinning the effort into the right aspects of the game uh can revive something and, and make it more than what it was and so and, yeah and it's like it's going back to the earlier discussion about sony and bungie and live service yes. games it's mm -hmm. like microsoft has these they have so many live service games yeah and like even forza horizon 5 live service game halo infinite yeah, I mean, live service game grounded like, is a live yeah. service game and, yeah. even though it's still in early and, access now yeah. with bethesda they have you know they literally have an mmo on, on their books yeah and so and it, 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 it's it's kind of crazy because, the, and these communities aren't small either. They're, pr they're pretty big. And so it's like, it took Sea of Thieves a few years to get it right, you know? Like, and so I guess, I guess I can see that where that acquisition makes sense um, a bit more. Um, all right, last bit of news. Discord has rolled out PlayStation integration. They announced Monday that players will soon be able to link their Discord and PlayStation Network accounts to display game activity in that in the chat platform. And I'm telling you right now, it it has is already rolled out because I cannot open up Discord on my phone or on my computer without it asking me if I want to link my PlayStation account to it right now. So I tried linking it and it failed. And uh, I never bothered with it again. <laughs> apparently you also have to go into your PlayStation account and uh change some settings there as well what why mistaken what now That's it's also not how it should work <laughs> it's also one of those things where yeah see uh discord noted that you'll also need to access your psn privacy settings and make sure that the psn online status and now playing options are set to be visible to anyone or else discord won't be able to see them and i if you're like me they are not set to anyone they're set to yeah. just friends yeah. uh this is now, we talked about this in the podcast before. Sony has a minority stake in Discord now. When the talk of Microsoft buying Discord kind of fell through, this is the announcement that ended up coming a couple of weeks later that they had formed a partnership with PlayStation and Sony had got a minority stake. Now, this is great that uh, you can connect your account, but this isn't the biggest news considering you can already uh, connect you. You can already connect your Xbox account to yeah. Discord. Uh, you can connect your Spotify account. You can connect Steam, uh, Facebook, I think um, Battle.net. And so, I I don't know. It, it, it's, it's cool because there are times where, you know, I am, I'm looking through my Discord list and I see that somebody is in something and I'm like, ah, maybe I'll go hop over. So, no, it is a great added feature. It's just not that big of a deal in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, when they announced that they were in works for something, 
Uh, maybe there's something deeper coming. Or, yeah, or better. I, but I, this, yeah. this just cut, this kind of like I saw it and I was like, oh, that's it. Kind of flat, <laughs> but it's yeah. there if if you need it. I would love, love, love if there could just be a Discord app on all of these platforms. Yep. Um, I mean, I understand why some why companies are hesitant to do that. They want to use the, you know, the chat system that they've built, especially Microsoft and Sony who actually have one. But it would be super convenient to just be able to get on those, you know, on Discord on, on these platforms. So hopefully, you know, Sony gets actually goes that far now that they have a money or stake in it. And I actually think that that could be a semi like game changer. That is a feature, in my opinion, that is something that you can brag about and you could you can tote and will make people consider buying your your console over somebody else's. Honestly, that's how big Discord is now. I mean, I was actually looking at a couple of the, you know, almost every streamer I watch these days has a Discord server for their stream and stuff. And it makes me think that maybe we should have one for, you know, the our regulars and stuff like that to mm-hmm. to chat and chat with us and, and play games with us and stuff like that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. But that's something we'll talk so, about. Often. Yeah, that's, that's an assignment to toss my way, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, well, you know Discord, right? We use it for our chats. Let's, uh, yeah, just handle all this. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Anyway, that wraps up the news. Also wraps up the podcast for this week. Bilal, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, what you've got going on over at the site, and yeah. Well, let's let's start with the site. Uh, so you guys can always uh, find our content over at theworkprint.com. Uh, like I've said in the last couple of weeks, we have a bunch of new writers on. A lot more content going up on that site daily. Um, it, it's really weird to see. Christian has done a really good job. I was in there in the back end earlier today, and there was a bunch of scheduled posts for the week. I've never seen that in my like nine years working on this site. So uh, props to him. Uh, and the team there uh, for doing all that. Uh, you guys, uh, uh, importantly, the podcast. Uh, find your favorite podcast app. Uh, f- look up the Workprint. Give us a subscribe rating. Uh, like those stars. I should really make a slide for this <laughs> in the live stream. Um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, those go a really long way. So if you have not done that, go out, do it. Uh, for on Twitch, we are streaming at the Workprint. Uh, we have weekly streams of both the podcast, uh, on Wednesday, the podcast on Wednesday nights at, uh, around, we start around like either eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock mm-hmm. at night, um, with the pre-show and, uh, we'll go on till around like 10, 30, 11 ish. And on Tuesday nights, uh, we, uh, me and my friends are streaming Gloomhaven, uh, campaign. It's a, uh, it's a fun time. And, um, we had we're starting to get a little bit of a crowd, a quiet crowd, uh, but <laughs> they're, they're there, they're watching, uh, yeah. and just enjoying, enjoying themselves, uh, mm-hmm. which is, uh, both strange and fun. Uh, so I appreciate everyone that turned out for that. Um, it's, it's been a fun time and, uh, no, for me, uh, I'm, well, I had plans to stream Pokemon Legends Arceus over the weekend, could not find the time to do it. Maybe this week, um, the, depending uh on what my personal life looks like mm-hmm. uh but you know definitely want to show that game off a bit even yeah. if it's for like a half hour uh there's some really fun stuff going on there 
As for me, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0 across pretty much all social media and game platforms. I would am going to try my hardest to actually stream tomorrow night and maybe Friday night. I'd like to stream some Rainbow Six Extraction. I've been having a really good time with that game. And I think, honestly, I might just stream some Smite. I might just do it. Uh, I got my youngest brother, one of my youngest brothers, playing it, and he's, like, addicted to it after one day. And so... I just keep you drug dealer. I know. You're I just keep poisoning dealer. the youth. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so like Bilal said, if you check out the podcast, leave a review, comment. Same thing with the the stream as well. If you can tell people about it, you know, uh, we are trying to build a community here of like minded and not even like minded individuals. I you know my my dream community is just like it's just a hangout. You know, it's not over the top. It's not fake. It's just people who love games who are normal nine to fivers for the most part uh, coming together and, and hanging out. And so yeah. tell people about it. I am going to I'm, I'm working on it, but hopefully we'll have uh, a, an extra personality pop in on the channel Ooh. here and there. Uh, you might have seen that my brother's been streaming with me on, on some of the games. I want to get him set up. I've got some stuff to give him. So he can start streaming on the the channel as well for us and maybe join us on the podcast on, on Wednesday nights. I am also um, talking to somebody else to get a, a guest on soon. And I will that one I will pimp out and advertise heavy leading up to it just because if we're bringing <laughs> yeah right no if we're bringing somebody on that let's say has their own community uh we i want them to see the love of ours and to you know to show them love as a thank you and and maybe who knows maybe you find your your next favorite streamer in the form of one of the guests we bring on and stuff like that like that's the kind of stuff i want to do yeah um, no, that, that sounds great yep uh yeah just uh, one last plug um to either playstation or xbox uh we are up for acquisition yep uh, doesn't need to be billions. I will take a couple uh, million. It could be billions. A uh, couple, couple I mean, million. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say. I listen. I, I wouldn't say no to a flat bill. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Just you know, just one billion. What one bill? Yeah. Yeah. Split, we'll we'll yeah. split it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Yep. Definitely split it evenly. Yeah. You, you, you get tell the tally. You get a lawyer. You get a project manager. Yep. And and our dad jokes. Come on. Yep. All That's right. Why everyone tunes in week after week. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody who came and hung out with us while we recorded this. Thank you for those listening after the fact. Bilal, thank you and thank your wife for taking the time out and being on every week and doing everything that you do behind the scenes that, you know, I, I try to <laughs> point it out and make fun of it sometimes on the show, but I don't think people understand how much you actually do and put into this. So thank you so much. If you're listening to this podcast within the first 24 hours, just go to the Instagram page, uh, the work print. <laughs> And just look at the story. I had way too much fun, and I was too giddy making it. Um, so he, he literally, it's like when my daughter makes something for me, and she can't wait to show me when she gets out of school. That's how Bilal was when I got into the, when he got into the Discord channel. He's like, oh, did you see the Instagram <laughs> post? <laughs> it's so childish. Uh, anyway, until next time, bye-bye.